0: The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate
1: icon at www.relevantradio.com. Hey, we made it again. It's Friday. Time to start thinking about how you're going to sanctify the weekend. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, July 30th, 2021, Friday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time. In the Missal, it's Liturgical Year B, Cycle 1. Friday is a day to pray the Sorrowful Mysteries of the Rosary, and today is the optional memorial of St. Peter Chrysologus, Bishop and Doctor of the Church. He was born at Imola, Italy in 380, baptized, educated, and ordained a deacon by Cornelius, Bishop of Imola. Peter merited being called chrysologus, chrysologus, golden-worded from his exceptional oratorical eloquence. In 433, Pope Sixtus III consecrated him Bishop of Ravenna. He practiced many works of mercy, ruled his flock with utmost diligence and care, and got rid of the last vestiges of paganism and other abuses that had sprouted among his people. St. Peter Chrysologus died at Imola, Italy, in 450, Saint Peter Chrysologus, pray for us, and let's offer this day to the Lord. Oh Jesus, I come before you at the beginning of this day. I gaze at your face. I look upon your side pierced by the lance. Your wounded heart speaks to me of God's love poured out for us. Take, Lord, and receive my heart. The words of faith that I speak. The works of justice I would do, my joys and sufferings. When I come to the Eucharistic table, gather my offerings to your own for the life of the world. At the end of the day, place me with Mary, your mother, and for her sake, take me to your heart. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying that in social, economic, and political situations of conflict, we may be courageous and passionate architects of dialogue and friendship.
2: St. Joseph, my father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Lord, today we turn to you to talk to you, as we always do when we begin a time of prayer. We enter into a dialogue with Jesus Christ. And Lord, today we want to meditate on a specific event from your life, what we could call your homecoming. That day when you went back to Nazareth after beginning your public ministry in order to to present yourself to your own people. And so we read from the gospel where it says, Jesus came to Nazareth where he had grown up and went, according to his custom, into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. He stood up to read and was handed a scroll of the prophet Isaiah. He unrolled the scroll and found the passage where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim a year acceptable to the Lord. Rolling up the scroll, he handed it back to the attendant and sat down. And the eyes of all in the synagogue looked intently at him. He said to them, today this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. Now just before this encounter in the synagogue, this dramatic revelation of Jesus as the anointed one, Jesus has come off his baptism in the river Jordan and those 40 days spent in the desert. And in the baptism, Where John baptizes Jesus, there is a kind of anointing where when Jesus emerges from the water, the Holy Spirit descends upon him in the form of a dove and the voice of the Father proclaims from heaven, you are my beloved son, with you I am well pleased. And now here in the synagogue, we hear Jesus saying, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me the spirit has anointed jesus of nazareth he's the anointed one just as david the king was especially anointed by the spirit now the jews when they think of david their king they think of him as the anointed one because he was especially favored by god in fact he was the messiah a messiah an anointed one that's what Messiah means in Hebrew, he who is anointed. And the Messiah was expected to return. The son of David, a successor of David, was expected to come back to redeem the people of Israel from their captivity. All the prophecies, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, right, they all point to the fact that there will be a descendant of David and that he will usher in a new era of peace. He will be the anointed one. And so what happens in the synagogue? Jesus quotes Isaiah, this description of the Messiah. And then he says, today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. That is, it's me, I'm the one, I'm the Messiah. Now this would have sent a shock wave through the synagogue. Indeed, through the whole town of Nazareth. It's very difficult for us to imagine just how shocking this would have been. Are the prophecies finally being fulfilled? Is Jesus the Messiah we have been waiting for? Is it truly this man, this unassuming carpenter, whose parents we know, whose family members we live with? In this scene, lord you present yourself to the world and you present to the world your mission mission that's an interesting word what does it mean mission comes from the latin missio and it means ascending to send to send forth we can think of words that we use in english for example a missive right a missive is a letter that goes out it's directed to someone to some place it's meant to be delivered. Or we can think of a more negative concept, that of a missile. (laughs) A missile is certainly being sent somewhere, maybe not the most desirable thing to be sent. Right, a mission is is an assignment, right? It's a kind of thing that we're sent for. We can think, for example, of the mission of a military unit, which is sent out in order to accomplish an objective. Or, in the world of diplomacy, the mission of one nation to another. They're being sent forth on the part of their government to a specific place. For example, the mission of the Holy See in each nation. Well, Lord, what is your mission? Jesus, what mission are you revealing to us in this key moment of your ministry? You say, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to bring glad tidings to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free. Our Lord's mission is nothing less than to carry out the redemption of humanity. He's being sent on the part of the Father to bring us freedom from our sin because sin is our great captivity, our great poverty. Our Lord's mission is to be the savior, to bring salvation, which is freedom. And so he has this clear mission and he announces this to his own folks in the most dramatic of fashions. Well, Lord, in this time of prayer, we want to meditate on mission, this idea of being sent. There's a wonderful story from the life of St. Jean-Marie Vianney The Cure of Ars, that famous French priest who with his simple ministry as a confessor transformed the lives of countless souls from his little parish in a tiny French town. Jean-Marie Vianney was given a very difficult mission because Ars was a town that had grown cold to the faith and was generally opposed to religion. One narrator describes the scene of his arrival as Jean-Marie made his way down a country road on a wet, bone-chilling February day in 1818. He was traveling to his new assignment in Ars. Encountering Anthony Givray, a young shepherd boy, the priest asked him for directions. The boy obliged and the grateful traveler declared, Anthony, you have shown me the way to Ars. I will show you the way to heaven. Upon coming to the boundary of the parish territory, the new pastor knelt down and prayed, asking the Lord to bless him as he assumed his responsibilities. With that he arose and entered into a community that he would transform and in turn would change him forever. This man, this humble man, enters into the challenge of ours with a deep sense of mission And this in turn gives him great confidence. He's going to change the world by changing this town. And he did. You have shown me the way to ours. I will show you the way to heaven. And now you can ask yourself, I ask myself in your presence, Lord, what is my mission? What is it that you have sent me to do in my life? What's my mission? Sometimes we can think or have the temptation to think, well, maybe I don't have one. A kind of misconception of thinking that a vocation is something special for special people with special assignments. But doesn't the church say that all men and women are called to be saints? The call is universal. It's not like God says, well, this person here, I'm not really interested in her. I'm not interested in him. I have no plan for them. No, each and every person has a mission. I have a mission by nature of my being baptized, of my being inserted into Christ. And so Lord, surely you mean to do something with my life. What a tragedy it would be if my mission were to go unfulfilled. And so Lord, help me to identify my mission in life. Help me to identify my specific vocation. Perhaps some of us already know our vocation in life. Will help me, Lord, to embrace my mission with greater generosity. And if you have not discovered your vocation yet, now is a wonderful time to turn to Jesus with faith and ask him to reveal his mission to you so that you can know how to bring his light into the world. We finish by turning to Our Lady, Mary of Nazareth, who would have been there in that moment when Jesus revealed his mission to the world. Help us to also discover what Jesus is asking of each one of us. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations that you've communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help in putting them into effect. My Immaculate Mother. St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me.
1: There's more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. It's 17 past the hour. We'll begin the liturgical day next. This is Daybreak. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. For Friday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time, July 30th, 2021, I'm Paul Sadek. It's time to become one with the whole church in prayer as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings.
3: Lord, open my lips. And
1: and my my mouth mouth will will proclaim proclaim your your
4: praise.
5: praise. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, Come, let let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
3: The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth, And the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come,
5: Come, let let us give give thanks thanks to to the Lord, For God's great love is without without end. Come then, let us bow down and worship. Bending the knee before the Lord, our Maker. For he is our God and we are his people. The flock he shepherds. Come, Come, let let us us give give thanks to to the Lord. For God's great
3: love is without without end. Today listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, Come, let let us give thanks to the Lord,
5: for God's great love is without end. end. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
3: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as
5: As it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us give thanks to the Lord, for God's great love is without end.
6: To my aid.
7: Rise, Rise
8: up,
5: Lord, and, and come to my aid.
6: O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and 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 will be forever.
2: Amen. Rise up, Lord,
6: and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me.
5: All-powerful
6: Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery, and gnash their teeth. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, is now,
4: and and will will be forever. forever. Amen.
7: All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me.
6: My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long.
3: My My tongue will speak of your goodness
6: all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng, I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as, as it was, was in the beginning, beginning is now, and, and will be forever. Amen.
7: Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors, and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act.
4: My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My son, take my words to heart. Do as I say, and you will live. From a second letter of the Apostle Paul to the Corinthians. If I must boast, I will make a point of my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus knows, blessed be he forever, that I do not lie. In Damascus, the ethnarch king Atreus was keeping a close watch on the city in order to arrest me, but I was lowered in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped his hand. I must go on boasting, however useless it may be, and speak of visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a man in Christ who, 14 years ago, whether he was in or outside his body, I cannot say, only God can say, a man who was snatched up to the third heaven. I know that this man, whether in or outside his body, I do not know, God knows, was snatched up to paradise to hear words which cannot be uttered, words which no man may speak. About this man I will boast, but I will do no boasting about myself unless it be about my weaknesses. And and even if I were to boast, it would not be folly in me because I would only be telling the truth. But I refrain, lest anyone think more of me than what he sees in me or hears from my lips." As to the extraordinary revelations, in order that I might not become conceited, I was given a thorn in the flesh, an angel of Satan to beat me and keep me from getting proud. Three times I begged the Lord that this might leave me. He said to me, My grace is enough for you, for in weakness power reaches perfection. And so I willingly boast of my weaknesses instead, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I am content with weakness, with mistreatment, with distress, with persecutions and difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am powerless, it is then that I am strong. What a fool I have become! You have driven me to it. You are the ones who should have been commending me. Even though I am nothing, I am in no way inferior to the super-apostles. Indeed, I have performed among you with great patience the signs that show the apostle, signs and wonders and deeds of power. In what way are you inferior TO THE OTHER CHURCHES EXCEPT IN THIS, THAT I WAS NO BURDEN TO YOU. FORGIVE ME THIS INJUSTICE.
2: THE WORD OF THE LORD
3: Willingly I boast of my weaknesses, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. For For my my power power is is made made perfect perfect in weakness. weakness. We possess this treasure in earthen vessels, to show that this surpassing power comes from God.
1: For For my my power power is is made
3: perfect in weakness.
0: A reading from the beginning of a letter to Polycarp by St. Ignatius of Antioch, bishop and martyr. Ignatius, also called Theophorus, to Polycarp, who is the bishop of the Church of Smyrna, or rather who has for his bishop God the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Greetings and all good wishes. Recognizing your devotion to God, firmly built as if upon a solid rock, I am full of thanksgiving to Him for allowing me to see your blessed countenance. May I forever enjoy the sight of it in God. I beseech you, by the grace with which you are endowed, to press forward on your course and to exhort all men to salvation. Justify your Episcopal dignity by your unceasing concern for the spiritual and temporal welfare of your flock. Let unity, the greatest of all goods, be your preoccupation. Carry the burdens of all men, as the Lord carries yours. Have patience with all in charity, as indeed you do. Give yourself to prayer continually. Ask for wisdom greater than you now have, Keep alert with an unflagging spirit. Speak to each man individually, following God's example. Bear the infirmities of all, like a perfect athlete of God. The greater the toil, the richer the reward. If you love only your good disciples, you gain no merit. Rather, you must win over the more troublesome of them, by kindness. The same salve does not heal all wounds. Convulsions should be allayed with poultices. Be prudent as the serpent in all things, and innocent as the dove always. You are both body and soul. Treat gently the manifestations of human fault, even as you pray for the knowledge of things invisible, and then you will lack nothing but abound in every blessing. Do as the circumstances require, like the pilot looking to the wind and the storm-tossed sailor to the harbor, that you may win your way to God with your people. Exercise self-discipline, for you are God's athlete. The prize is immortality and eternal life, as you know full well. In everything I am your devoted friend, I in my chains, which you have kissed. Do not be overwhelmed by those who seem trustworthy and yet teach heresy. Remain firm, like the anvil under the hammer. The good athlete must take punishment in order to win. And above all, we must bear with everything for God, so that he in turn may bear with us. Increase your zeal. Read the signs of the times. Look for him who is outside time, the eternal one, the unseen, who became visible for us. He cannot be touched and cannot suffer. Yet he became subject to suffering and endured so much for our sake. Do not neglect widows. After the Lord it is you who must be their guardian. Nothing must be done without your approval. And you must do nothing without God's approval, as indeed is the case. Stand firm. Services should be held often. Seek out everyone by name do not look down upon slaves, whether men or women. Yet they, too, should not be arrogant, but should give better service for the glory of God, so as to gain from Him a better freedom. They should not be anxious for their freedom to be bought at the community's expense, for they might then prove to be the slaves of their own desires. Seek after integrity and holiness, faith and love, Patience and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith and and take hold hold of eternal life. I will bear all things for the sake of God's chosen, that they may obtain salvation.
3: Fight Fight
5: the the good fight fight of faith faith and and take take hold hold of of eternal life.
7: Let us pray. O God, protector of those who hope in you, without whom nothing has firm foundation, nothing is holy bestow in abundance your mercy upon us and grant that, with you as our ruler and guide, we may use the good things that pass in such a way as to hold fast even now to those that ever endure. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever
1: and ever. Amen. Twenty-three minutes before the hour, we've got the gospel coming up along with In Conversation with God and Morning Prayer. It's all straight ahead on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Starting the day in prayer, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app for Friday of the 17th week in Ordinary Time, July 30th, 2021. I'm Paul Sadek. In today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, the Lord finds that the toughest crowd is the hometown crowd. It's from the 13th chapter of the Gospel of Matthew. When Jesus had finished these parables, he went away from there and coming to his own
4: country, he taught them in their synagogue, so that they were astonished.
8: Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary? And are not his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas, and are not all his sisters with us? Where then did
7: this man get all this? And they took offense at him. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. And he did not do many mighty
4: works
1: there because of their unbelief. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, all of the daily mass readings are on the relevant radio app. It's almost as if Jesus' relatives and neighbors are saying, hey, just who do you think you are anyway? Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 4, Ordinary Time. When Jesus began his public life, many of his neighbors and relatives took him for a madman. On his first visit to Nazareth, which we read about in today's gospel, his relatives deny seeing in him anything supernatural or extraordinary. In their comments, one can see that their envy is barely concealed. Where did this man get this wisdom and these mighty words? Is not this the carpenter's son? And they took offense at him. Right from the start, Jesus faced a steady stream of insults and abuse born of cowardly egoism because he proclaimed the word without human respect. This ill treatment increased steadily with time until it broke out into calumny and open persecution, culminating in the death sentence. Christ's fortitude was recognized even by his enemies, who said, Teacher, we know that you are true and teach the way of God truthfully and care for no man, for you do not regard the possession of men. Christ asks his disciples to imitate him in his practice. Christians should foster and defend their well-earned professional moral and social prestige since it belongs to the essence of human dignity. This prestige is also an important component of our personal apostolate. Yet we should not forget that our conduct will meet with opposition from those who openly oppose Christian morality and those who practice a watered-down version of the faith. It is possible that the Lord will ask of us the sacrifice of our good name, and even of life itself. With the help of His grace, we will struggle to do His will. Everything we have belongs to the Lord. Each Christian has to put aside any fears of rocking the boat should his upright conduct provoke criticism or rejection. Whoever out of human respect would hide his Christian identity in the midst of a pagan environment would merit this denunciation of Jesus. Whoever denies me before men, I also will deny before my Father who is in heaven. Our Lord teaches us that confessing our faith is a requirement for being his disciple, no matter what the consequences may be. This is the way many of Christ's first disciples conducted themselves. Joseph, of Arimathea and Nicodemus were hidden disciples of the Lord, but they stepped forward as Christians at the hour when all seemed lost. Unlike many others, they are courageous in the face of authority, declaring their love for Christ boldly in the hour of cowardice. This is how the apostles behaved before the Sanhedrin and the pagan persecutions. For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. As the dauntless St. Paul wrote to his disciple Timothy, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity, but a spirit of power and love and self-control. Do not be ashamed then of testifying to our Lord. These are words which are directed at us today. As we seek to be faithful to the master, even though the environment may seem to be against us. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. It's 15 before the hour. Time to pray. We join the whole church. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my
7: assistance.
5: Lord, make haste to help me.
7: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. As As it was was in the the beginning, is now,
4: and will be forever. Amen.
8: Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, Lord, you you will accept accept the true sacrifice offered offered on your your altar. altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O oh, wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin.
4: My offenses, truly I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight I have done.
8: That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived.
4: Indeed you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow.
8: Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face and blot out all my guilt.
4: A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit.
8: Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you.
4: O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall wring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise.
8: For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice... A contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn.
4: In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar.
8: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
4: as, as it, was it was in
8: the beginning, beginning is now, now and, and will, will be forever. forever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, he who knew no sin was made sin for us, to save us and restore us to your friendship. Look upon our contrite heart and afflicted spirit and heal our troubled conscience so that in joy and strength of the Holy Spirit, we may proclaim your praise and glory before all the nations. Lord, Lord, you you will accept the the true sacrifice offered on on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants
6: of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift gift of of victory.
4: Truly with you God is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images.
6: Israel, you are saved by the Lord, saved forever. You shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages.
4: For thus says the Lord, the Creator of the heavens, who is God, The designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in.
6: I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, Look for me in an empty waste. I, the Lord, promise justice." I foretell what is right.
4: Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save.
6: Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord, besides whom there is no other God? There is no just and saving God but me.
4: Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth. For I am God, there is no other.
6: By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word.
4: To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and powers.
6: Before Him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against Him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel.
4: Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the beginning,
6: beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. All the
4: descendants of Israel
8: will glory in the Lord's gift of victory.
4: Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. joy.
6: Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing for joy.
4: Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock.
6: Go within his gates giving thanks. Enter his courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name.
4: Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal his merciful love. He is faithful from age to age.
6: Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit,
4: as As it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Amen. With joy and gladness, we cry out to you, Lord, and ask you, open our hearts to sing your praises and announce your goodness and truth.
5: Let Let us us go into into God's God's presence, presence, singing singing for joy.
6: A reading from the letter to the Ephesians. Never let evil talk pass your lips. Say only the good things men need to hear things that will really help them. Do nothing that will sadden the Holy Spirit with whom you were sealed against the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, all passion and anger, harsh words, slander and malice of every kind. In place of these, be kind to one another, compassionate and mutually forgiving just as God has forgiven you in Christ. The Word of the Lord. Thanks Thanks be be to God. God. At daybreak, be merciful to me. At At daybreak, daybreak, be be merciful merciful to to me. me. Make known to me the path that I must walk. Be Be merciful merciful to to me. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. At At daybreak, daybreak, be merciful merciful to me. The Lord has come to his people and set them free.
7: Through his cross, the Lord Jesus brought salvation to the human race. We adore him, and in faith we call out to him, Lord, pour out your mercy upon us.
5: Lord,
4: Lord,
7: pour pour out out your your mercy mercy upon us. us. Christ, rising sun, warm us with your rays. And restrain us from every evil impulse.
5: Lord, pour out your mercy upon us.
7: Keep guard over our thoughts, words, and actions. And
6: make us pleasing in your sight this day.
7: Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Turn your gaze from our sinfulness.
6: And cleanse us from our iniquities.
7: Lord, pour out your mercy upon us. Through your cross and resurrection...
6: Fill us with the consolation of the Spirit.
5: Lord, Lord, pour pour out your mercy upon us. us.
7: Let us make our prayers and praise complete by offering the Lord's Prayer.
5: Our Father, Father, who who art art in in heaven,
8: hallowed
6: be thy name. Thy thy kingdom kingdom
7: come,
8: thy will be done
5: on earth as it is is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. bread.
6: And
1: And forgive us our our trespasses, trespasses, as as we forgive
8: forgive those who trespass against us, us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil.
7: God, our Father, you conquer the darkness of ignorance by the light of your word. Strengthen within our hearts the faith you have given us. Let not temptation ever quench the fire that your love has kindled within us. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life.
5: Amen.
1: Now, don't hurt yourself. The weekend is just hours away. You'll have lots of chances to make it holy. Morning air is coming up in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central, or on the app. In the meantime, you go out, make this a great day, and live in the light of the Lord.